today's live, we're going to be talking about some transgender issues in the church. Now, for those of you that purchased the decision decks on conflict escalation, I'm sure you've most probably seen the question that I'm going to talk about to, today. And uh, a few people reached out to me when they got this deck and they're like, wow, Simon, this is like, this is super hard, right? Um, but they are challenging, but it's my belief that if you can at least understand some of the scenarios in this card in this card deck, you are going to be so much better prepared. And the question that comes back to me time and time again, if I can find it here, I've got to put it to the top, is around transgender issues in a bathroom. Now, you might not have men and women's bathrooms anymore. You might just have unisex or just have bathrooms. So you might be saying, well, this isn't applicable to me. Uh, but you might find that the transgender issues comes into your church in other areas. And I want to take us through this scenario. So let's dive into this here now. So let me read the scenario, then I'm going to talk through it. I'll put it on full screen just while I do that. And then I want to talk through it. So a woman's are found at using the men's restroom. When you approach, a heated argument has taken place. The woman says she is transgender. How will you approach the situation? So a woman is found using the men's bathroom. So that means that she identifies as being a man. That's why she feels that she can be in there. Now, if I can get this to work. Now, there's a few facets to how we might answer this conversation. And it's always great when people reach out and challenge me on these, because when I reflect on well, how would I answer this question i think the first thing i would do bearing in mind we are talking about de-escalation there's a heated argument over this transgender being in the men's um, bathroom is that we have to acknowledge that you are not going to resolve this situation in five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes this is a very complex subject and it's very similar to when i say to pastors when We'll talk about, well, if someone comes in to protest of a church or someone comes to the front of a church when they're in a sermon and a pastor says to me, well, I would just talk to the person and diffuse the situation. I say to them, it's highly unlikely you're going to be able to get to the bottom of 5, 10, 15 years mental illness or get to the bottom of a very detailed and complex subject in a few minutes while your parishioners of a congregation are sat, sat sort of by watching and listening. So highly likely the time to minister to that person is later, not during the service. And this is very similar in a way that we can start with an acknowledgement that we're not going to resolve this very complex issue anytime soon because each person has their own unique view and perception of the situation. doesn't mean that we shouldn't try, and I'm going to tell you how we should try, but we've got to understand that we're walking into a very difficult situation. So the first thing that I feel we need to do in this particular situation, but there's a, a transgender uh, wanting to come into the men's restroom, is we have to first remove our opinion. Now, I was talking to my friend Jim Howard about this, and that sometimes we have to be careful in in ministry as to how do we share our views, because in, in today's world that we can be shot down. Uh, what I would say, however, is that my 
upbringing and my beliefs are very biblically based, you know? Um, so I do believe that, um, you know, God created the heaven and the earth, God created man and woman. And, and so transgender for me is something that I, I wrestle with in my own personal faith journey. Um, not saying that I don't have empathy for their situation. Um, I'm challenged by it because of my biblical, my theology um, beliefs that, that I have. So walking into this situation, where as a transgender wanting to try to get into the opposite sex restroom, it's important for me and for you that we first remove our personal opinion. My biblical belief for transgender does not come into trying to de-escalate this situation. So that is the first thing that we have to do as we walk towards this conflict is to make sure that we're removing our personal opinion because Simon's personal opinion around transgender um, doesn't really matter in the situation. What matters in the situation is looking at this through a Christ lens and looking at a way to resolve this conflict. So that's the first thing I say we have to do is we've got to remove our personal opinion of a transgender issue. The next thing that we need to do walking into this challenging situation is that we've got to understand the opinion of the person who is upset. It could be someone such as me that uh, wrestles with the transgender um, issues. It could be that someone is just upset that there is someone of the opposite sex inside their restroom. I think we need to ask some questions. We need to, um, as Walt Whitman said, be curious, not judgmental. We need to ask questions. We need to understand uh, where does their view, where does their opinion, where does their belief come from? What is it that is upsetting them? It might not even be that it's a transgender. It could just be the fact that there's someone on the opposite sex inside their restroom and they're not used to this. So I think we've got to understand their views and opinions. Where, where is it that they are coming from? So we know as we enter into this difficult conversation, we have a good understanding as to things that we might say um, or where we might take them in the conversations. We've got to understand the opinion of the person who is upset. And then the next piece is we then need to understand the position of the transgender. So this is leaning into the difficult conversation and talking to them about why they might be wanting to go into that restroom and we pretty much know what they're going to say they said it within the scenario that uh, the woman says she is transgender and she has every right um, to, to be in there so we, we know why they're there but we might need to have quite a fragile and delicate conversation with them saying that you know in this church or in this restroom there's obviously a man in there that is struggling with your presence being in there. You know, we have empathy towards your situation. I understand your situation. However, some people in the faith community may not understand. And this could be a question which is going to come up again. And, and all we can do is um, support you and enter into these difficult discussions. But we do need to have a, a conversation saying that there will be some people that might not understand. They will be challenged. And so when these challenges arrive, outside of, you know, the card says, a woman's found using a men's restroom when you approach a heated argument has taken place. So on both sides, we most probably need to have 
a conversation as to well, how do we move forward from this here today without shouting and screaming, without having this heated argument, which Ricard says, what does that look like? Is there any middle ground that both sides can, can reach? Um, and then how do we move forward from it? So I, I do feel that we need to lean into a difficult conversation with the person who's transgender to support them, have an empathy towards the situation, but there's also some realism that some people within the church might be challenged when this conflict arises, how can we resolve this without getting into a heated argument? And that goes for the person that is also offended. How do we, how do we get them to a point where we can move forward um, with not being offended? So I think the last thing I just sort of say here is that all the cards within this deck are real life scenarios and they're designed to test your critical thinking. They're designed to test your emotions, test your feelings, uh, test everything about your, your being. Um, but I think in this particular card, we do need to go to our leaders and seek advice and say, what would a response be in these circumstances? How would we move forward um, through, this, through this conflict? Does the chance have a stance that it can declare which makes it easier in your role to try and resolve this conflict. So uh, a very challenging and a complex situation for sure. But I think if we break it down into three parts, it'll allow us to have more confidence in the situation. Remember, number one was removing my understanding and my opinion. Simon's opinion in this situation does not matter. My opinion is, is biblically based, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to remove that while I'm going into this conflict. Understanding the person who is upset, why are they upset? Is there anything that we can do to reassure them, to talk to them, to help them understand the situation? So we need to understand their feelings, their emotions, what is it that they want to happen? And then thirdly, the person that is transgender, we need to have a honest, transparent and conversation with them to say, how are they feeling in the situation? Is there anything they could do differently? Because both sides in this are having a heated argument. Uh, and how can we get to the place where if this situation arises again, that we have a path forward with them or any other person that identifies as being transgender. So again, a complex situation. I wanted to come in and just talk about that card and talk about my um, emotions and feelings. As always, what would you do in this situation? That is my view. How would you look at this problem and how would you seek to resolve this problem? Um, put some views and comments below. I would love to see what other people say about this very challenging situation. Maybe you've had something similar to this before at your church, or maybe you have just restrooms and there is no opportunity for any ambiguity because uh, the restrooms of a church are just restrooms used by all. Um, so that's what I want to jump in and talk about very quickly. I want to tell you about, let me move this to here. Here we go. I want to tell you about our eighth annual securing your place of worship which is going to be online this year fully virtual conference if you go to worshipsecurity.org which is the worship security academy um, website at the top here you click um, conference working lifetime and then in the conference you can see all the information about our eighth annual event online so 
The interesting thing about this year is that it's going to be over two days. So I know there's people in the group that are security leaders, full-time facilities, operations, human resource, human resources, executive pastors. There is a day session, nine till four, Tuesday the 19th. And on Wednesday the 20th, there's presentations which will capture volunteers and those that may be part-time and have a uh, a day job and then do church ministry, security ministry in the evening. So the conference is going to be set over two days. Um, there are a couple of keynote speakers. Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman is keynoting the second day on the Wednesday. Uh, Dr. James Densley is the co-founder of the Violence Project. You might have seen them on the news and international news where they have the largest database on active assailants. Uh, they researched every mass shooting from 1966 to the current day, of which I think there's presently 190. So he's going to be talking about research they found in their book. All these active assailants have four things in common. I'm sure he's going to be talking through that. Well, we have actually my attorney that represents me and does all my legal, legal work, Ginny Cronin. She is going to be talking about crisis management in worship spaces and how to become more prepared for crisis from a legal perspective. So Ginny Cronin, my attorney, is talking. James Denzel just mentioned. Uh, Tim Kingsley from my consultant team, uh, who is also a reverend in the Episcopal Church and is the chair of the Minnesota Crisis Intervention Board. He's going to be talking about how to develop crisis intervention teams, super important in House of Worship. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, I mentioned, we talked about his bulletproof um, mind for sheepdogs and faith-based security teams. Um, me, with a picture, minus some hair, I'm going to be talking about the non-profit security grant program, how you can get up to $150,000 um, per location for your church for security enhancements. Uh, Jake Douglas, who is the founder of Church Finance Pros, he's going to be talking about embezzlement financial controls, how to safeguard the money that the Lord has asked you to steward. Uh, Dan Kopp, who is the author of Leading Like a Buffalo, he's going to be talking about leadership strategies for church and how to um, enhance your leadership skills. Um, what we also have down here, not yet featured on the website, is Mike Harville from the faith-based security network on the board and security director of his church. He's going to be talking about how to build security coalitions. Um, Gary Eastridge, who is from CCW Safe, we had a lot of downloads of the podcast talking about um, firearms memberships as to how to defend yourself uh, when you might be right of the bang and there could be a potential lawsuit or some type of arrest. He's going to be talking about the best permit to carry memberships and what that looks like. Uh, my friend Guy Beveridge from Protectors Toolkit and Guy Beveridge and Associates. Guy is going to be doing a Q&A session where you'll be able to ask questions live time of him and get some real answers. Um, and my friend Wes Peterson, who is the security director of Eagle Book Church, one of the largest churches in the country, over 10 campuses 
thousands upon thousands of visitors each week. Him and Mike, Link from, Mike Lynch from Trader Point Church in Indianapolis, they are going to be leading overcoming church security team obstacles. That's going to be a great session. And then to keynote on that Wednesday, we have Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. So if you haven't yet secured your tickets, um, please go and check out the Worship Security Academy. I've dropped a link below for our eighth annual event, which is going to be online two days, Tuesday the 19th of September, Wednesday the 20th of September, fully online. You're about to listen from the comfort of your home or at work or wherever you should be. Would love to see you there. So um, for now, I will leave you. Um, but I just wanted to jump in and yeah, share my reflections on that very challenging subject of transgender, and particularly in the bathrooms from the conflict de-escalation card. So again, if you haven't got a deck, um, I'll drop the link below. I have a 60 um, scenarios um, in there. But as I mentioned before, what are your views and opinions on the situation? Um, how do you feel as to how I answered? Is that something that you would do or would you do something different? So um, please drop a comment and link below. But for now, you have a blessed Wednesday and I'll see you soon. Take care, everybody.